0: Hey, what's up, Paces? this is Uncle Jiggles, long time fan, calling to let you guys know that you guys are doing the stand-up job, <clears throat> and to, uh, keep up the good shit, don't listen to those fucking haters, Harrison.
1: You know, I don't want to be all judgmental, you know, but this is sick, it's sick and wrong!
0: aha <laughs> Listen, living, listening to the Synchronon.
1: Sick and Run. Yes, you listen to the Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, T. E. Simon.
2: I'm Harrison.
1: Harrison, haven't seen you since uh, when was this? On Wednesday, when uh, you apparently ruined Lenora Claire's birthday party.
2: Uh, she says I didn't.
1: <laughs> but I, 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 and I, I don't remember a lot of it, but I, I think I might have. That that's one of the most gratifying texts you can receive the next day from a friend. Is did I do something to ruin the party last night? I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, th- and then you got to be like, and then, then at least for me, who's you know, I'm a bit of a fabulist. I'd mm. say I was thinking of all the different scenarios I could make up that because right. you don't remember anything. I was going to be like, oh, dude, yeah, you don't remember pulling your dick out and trying mm. to put your balls on that uh, chick's enchilada. I was going to say something like that, and then I was thinking, you know, it's just kind of cruel.
2: I remember bits and bobs <laughs> of of uh,
1: <laughs> what happened, you know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's I'll show nuts. you a
1: tamale. We were yeah. at a Mexican restaurant. That's what I was saying. Harrison was putting his penis on various Mexican entrees. That would be not be wise. No, those that that would carry. have ruined the party. Yeah, I mean, those um,
2: smoking fajita plates—it's dangerous. Yeah,
1: it would have been painful as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, that that could have that could have definitely have hurt your genitals. Um, the, what I'm referring to is uh, is that. That that mental patient that you brought with you. I don't know if it's, is this your new girlfriend or what? But uh, who who is this girl?
2: She might be my new girlfriend. I'm not sure. I don't wow. Know. You know, it's, see how things go. So,
1: so let me describe her to, to people. So I felt she kind of looked a bit like Gilda Radner, but then crossed with Edie from Grey Gardens. Right. Remember, uh, did you ever see Grey Gardens? No, but I um, know enough about it, you know. It, that insane reclusive daughter in gray gardens that uh but it was just like she had no like social decorum and just like no self-censorship just said whatever she wanted to say and would just um interrupt anybody willy-nilly i kind of felt this uh this girl was the same way and not to mention this girl not only assaulted me several times did she um yeah yeah okay. yeah and she uh okay. you don't recall her like trying to rip open my shirt so she could see my tattoo Oh, that I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah.
2: Deathy doing that. Yeah. But
1: then afterwards, mm. she um, she kept punching people. I was one of the three that she had that she punched a few no, times. No, she'll do that. Yeah, yeah, she did that. Mm. But my, the funniest is when she would just grab an attractive girl, though. I right. just wouldn't let go of them. Like, uh, like she was with uh, my girlfriend. She was, like, grabbing her and just holding on to her. Was she? I didn't uh, Yeah, you didn't see, see that? that? And then that, there's another girl. She, I think she said, I fingered her holes or something. Yeah, she tried to do that. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she fingered her holes. Yeah. Um, um, but without any provocation or warning. Like, all right. of a sudden, she just kind of grabbed her and accosted her. Like, if you mm. tried to do that, you'd be, you know, arrested for, sure. um, for assault. Um, but did did you notice that one girl that was like I don't know probably mid thirties or something kind of attractive? She moved to another part of the table to get away from her. I wasn't. I, oh, you didn't see that. <laughs> I, I I wasn't. No. Which who moved? Somebody moved. I don't know her name. Oh, okay. She was just kind of an attractive, like mm. you know, mid thirties. Um, I think I think she's a photographer actually. But she like she's one of Lenora's friends, and she moved to uh another side of the table to get away from the mental patient that you brought to the, uh, She's the not, first party. of all
2: Deathy is not a mental patient okay <laughs> um all right let's just I, I, at the moment okay you know i'm gonna
1: say that Can i say not nutter is that, is that applicable I don't know. Yeah, could, I, okay. see, yeah mentally
2: unstable um i i, I don't know whack
1: ball Yep. ball. That might be. Yeah, I don't <laughs> that's know. almost. That's yeah, derogatory. Yeah. I don't you mean know. to get that. Uh, mm. She seemed a bit mentally unstable, though to me. But I mean, who you
2: know in this world isn't who yeah. isn't you know yeah. really. no well, I mean, it's I, a fair, I could see that. I mean, at least she goes to regular therapy. I sure as shit don't. You know, so. But does you she could have- say
1: that? Okay, so let me just set the uh, scenario for yeah. people to, uh, who weren't there. Yeah. Uh, Lenore Clare had an impromptu birthday party, and she right. invited uh, a few people to go eat at a like, group dinner at this Mexican restaurant. And so we all show up. I don't up. think
2: I'm getting invited to things anymore.
1: But <laughs> well, we all show up, but they were like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe 15, 20 people there. And so I got there a little late, so I was sitting at the end um, uh, with my date, and then Harrison shows up with this girl who, as I said before, looked a, little, a bit like Gilda Radner. You know, from Saturday Night Live. In she the doesn't 70s. know who
2: Gilda. I I told her that she didn't. She doesn't know who Gilda Radner. She kind of looked so.
1: a bit like that. She's kind of, of like uh yeah. you know black hair, but kind yeah. of it was sort of disheveled, and mm. um, she had like those big round glasses. It looked like a character. I can't think of the name of the character that Gilda Radner used to portray. But mm. and then Edie from Grey Gardens, because the way she behaved, this very mm. loud, rather obnoxious, um, erratic person that was that was saying. Um, it, Basically interjecting in many different conversations all at the same time. And then also speaking in just like nonsensical, um, uh, non sequiturs, really. Mm. But anyway, she was she was an interesting person. I felt she kind of uh, brought some uh, some liveliness to the party. Right. Um, but it made me wonder. But everybody was just kind of like, whoa, this girl's wacky. I think the people mm. at the other end of the table didn't really notice her. Did they not? Okay. I, I'm not sure because mm. I think the one girl moved. And then uh, the only other interaction that a lot of the people at the other side of the, uh, the table had mm. was when she was interrupting their selfies. Um, Which, to be fair, <laughs> I feel like there's, <laughs> people should interrupt
2: selfies, you know?
1: I, I thought it was hilarious. Apparently, it's a huge faux pas these days, but I don't know, I mean... I, apparently, when uh, you're at a party in Hollywood mm. and there's a lot of attractive women taking selfies mm. or selfies, group selfies... Um, you're not supposed to interrupt them. I think it's a faux pas. But I was, I was, I was in tears. Because she, yeah. she brought... like. She I had mean, this... if it were up to me, we'd have a bonfire of the vanities.
2: You know? Friar <laughs> Salmon Rolla would just fucking go that way again. But, you know, interrupting selfies. Anyway, continue, dude.
1: Well, she had this bag with her that had a bunch of crap. And I have no idea what she had mm. in her bag. Like,
2: she's, she's kind of like a... Um, like a homeless I like person? Her. No, I, she's like a human animaniac. I guess. You ever see the Animaniacs?
1: She is kind of like a yeah, human Animaniac. Yeah, she's like a human
2: Animaniac.
1: Yeah, I can, I can kind that. of see that. Yeah. Yeah. But she had this bag with just a lot of random shit in it. And <laughs> one of the things she had was a bunch of apples. And she gave yeah. an apple to the birthday girl. But anytime someone was taking a selfie, she was trying to shove the apple, like put her put the apple in the front of the camera. Right. So like the apple was in all the pictures because she felt like stylistically it should be there or something. And the, the I guess the, uh, the, the resentment I don't want to say resentment, but I would say there's definitely some disapproving faces. Mm. I um, mean, I I thought it was an interesting
2: statement on mankind's fall from grace, you know? (laughs) I think Uh, that's what she was
1: going for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she was great. Where where did you meet this girl? Okay, Cupid. Marriage material here. Mm. Did you know she was uh, a bit off kilter just from the first email, just reading her bio? Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. That's what attracted you to her?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a feral creature these days myself. Though I look, I admit I look very good on paper, but you as soon as they
1: meet you, person to person, yeah, yeah. Where did so? Where did you meet this girl? Did you go out for coffee? drinks? First time I met her, I went to her house. Um oh, you went to her house. I went to her house. Yeah, she owns a house. No, no, no.
2: Oh. Her parents own a house. Okay, so she yeah. lives with her parents.
1: Yes. How old is this person? Mid to late twenties, let's say. Wow, mid to late twenties yeah. and still lives with their parents, and she doesn't have Down syndrome. Well, right? in this economy, She's- it's not. You know, I guess it's not unheard of. Have you seen this economy? It, it's not unheard of. Yeah. Um, did you, like, what, what's her room look like? I picture just, like, a lot of uh, It looks you know, kind pictures of, of like, <laughs> of supermodels with their eyes cut out. It looks like the set from Sanford and Son. <laughs> just,
2: like, filled with junk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, weird taxidermy and just, like, crazy stuff everywhere, you know? Some ripple. In the yeah, corner, yeah, it's it's a pool house, you know. It's like a. But she
1: lives in her parents' pool house.
2: Yeah, it's like a Cato Kaling kind of situation. I, I'm taking it she doesn't have a job. I'm not exactly sure.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. I think the uh, the highlight of the evening is when she pulled out this. Undetermined jar. I don't even know what it was. It was this, this, this strange jar filled with some kind of powder yes. material. It was just in a jar. There's like a bunch of this crushed white powder. I figured it was meth, just judging by her <laughs> behavior. And then she just kind of dumps like a spoonful into your margarita. She did, yeah. What was that? Uh, it's a drug that the Soviets developed in
2: the 60s to prevent their cosmonauts from developing space madness. Space madness. Space madness, yeah. And this is what she told you. Yes. And it 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 checks out. Story checks out. <laughs> What's uh, the drug called? It's called Fenibut. Fenibut. Yeah. Never I, heard of it. I thought it was just kind of like a it's some vitamins it's legal, so I thought it was just some kind of vitamin store stuff. But apparently it's serious. Because I took some before before we went to the party, I took some. By the time I got
1: there I was feeling I was like But you you weren't, you know, Incoherent. I mean you were making sense. You're still engaging in conversation. She was speaking in just like nonsensical rants. Right. Interjecting into people other people's conversations and then completely saying something that made that made absolutely no sense. Like something completely irrational. Yeah. You weren't doing that. I mean you were engaging. No, I wasn't. But by the time I left, I was
2: after she gave me that second bit of uh, fentanyl, I mean, it was a lot. I mean,
1: it was like a, a, a tablespoon full of whatever that was. Yeah,
2: I, I didn't remember, and then I remember people were like, "Are you okay to drive home?" And I guess I was because I <laughs> somehow you,
1: you were driving on it.
2: I don't remember driving, wow. but somehow I was home. Wow. Know? Yeah. Did,
1: did she go with? It? Did you bring her back? Yes. To, yes. Uh, yes. Did you bust out the bag of tricks? Yeah. So, just uh, what did you think of the feather? I'm joking. I'm joking. I will burn this entire. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So are not, you guys
2: dating now? Are it's guys, one thing to take it from the listeners, man. <laughs> I am not going to sit here and take it from Mr. D. Simon. I, won't. I know. I. Just, I won't. I had to slip that one in. Okay.
1: Um, so are you guys dating? Is this? Are you an official item? Can you date a person like that? We'll see. I, I think so. I mean, I, I spent the other night with her. We had a lovely evening. Does she text you and say like, "Hey, Harrison, how's your day going? Thinking of you." You know, and send yep. you a, a couple of unicorn emojis or something?
2: Yeah, she, um, she, uh, oh, she has what? Yeah, she texted me today.
1: She I said, picture she would be, like, yeah. sending you something in some weird moon man language. Right. From, like, the, uh... No, it's pretty... The keepers of Neptune.
2: It's pretty normal. Like I mean, she's, she's uh, you know, she's getting my, my vape uh thing fixed. She knows a lot about that. My vaporizer, you know? And, uh, getting me on these regimen of nootropics... I don't even know what those are. Yeah, they're like weird drugs. Like this, for I, instance, one of which is a a Soviet drug. It's kind of like Soviet where, Molly. Where like Where's <laughs> she getting Soviet Molly? Where's she getting this stuff from? I don't know. She's from Armenia, or she's Armenian. You know. Oh, so, okay. So she th- th- smokes a lot of uh, cigarettes. Denim cigarettes is a brand, I guess. They take it back from Armenia.
1: You should be careful thing. with that one. She speaks She Armenian of an
2: Armenian curse. She could play an Armenian curse on you. Well, I've met her father. You know, her father's very nice. Father,
1: uh Are they wealthy or something? mean, they, they I mean are they just a normal family? Since you're a normal normal family, hmm. you know? With a pool house yeah, and an insane house. daughter that lives back there. I mean,
2: I, you know, I don't know what her, her official diagnosis is. <laughs> I mean I I don't I'm not sure what mine is either.
1: I want to try but, to figure hmm. out um Is know- a maniac? Is that a is that a diagnosis? I don't, is that in the DSM four? I'm going to let you know in advance if there are any other social events that you could bring her to. Okay, um, like maybe bar mitzvahs or I christenings, quinceañeras. I, I think I'm a persona non grata. <laughs> what made you? No. What made you think? Like, uh, when did you get the first reservation? Like, oh no, did I do something last night? The next day. Did you uh, text Lenora? Yes. So what, what? What was her response? She was like, "Oh no, we're fine, but things were a little."
2: <laughs> you know, things are a little not okay. Um, I do know a few people, but I don't talking know. But everybody t- everybody in LA tells you everything is fine all the time. You know, nobody hmm. nobody tells you no. Nobody tells you like no, we don't want to pick up your TV series. You know, they're like, hey, it's great. Hey, I'm going to go over here behind this tree, and then wait a minute, and then when you come around, they're gone. You know, that's what nobody nobody just tells you no, yeah, we don't it's like a, your show. Passive
1: aggressive city. That's what we, they like yeah. to talk behind your back. You know, but to your face, you're best friends. Right. So That's, I, that's the way it works here. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little
2: concerned about my standing in the, uh, the fish bowl social scene that we both are a part of here.
1: Well, mm-hmm. if uh, if it's up to me, if I'm invited to a social event, mm. I will uh, extend the invitation to you and the the Animaniac just for the lulls. Right. Because uh, she was very entertaining. I actually kind of feel like she's sort of a, a party terrorist, a social terrorist, if yes. you will. She could just come to an event and just completely uh, just turn it upside down. Oh, yeah. Cause chaos right. in her wake. I like that. I know a lot of people like that. Social know? terrorists? Yeah. I kind of like the social terrorists where it's like you could bring someone who's a total live wire. Yeah. You, know, you have no idea what's going to happen. Because most parties, are, you know, uh, they're kind of mundane. You know what's going to happen. People are going to eat. They're going to, like, give some gifts, take a lot of selfies. But you bring a social terrorist. Everybody's going to be
2: on edge. Well, for some reason I felt like I couldn't go unless I brought a date. Like I had this huge anxiety right. attack about it because everyone else had a fucking date for some Not first of everybody all. there. Everyone, all right? And I felt I felt like I can't go unless I have a date, you know? And I had been talking to this, this woman, you know, and I was like, "Hey, you want to And she hadn't been out in the ho- out of the house in quite some time. You know, <laughs> you go
1: figure. I'd have never, never guess that. She's in a
2: little bit of a, like a Norma Desmond type reclusion <laughs> these days, you know? <laughs> um, in yeah. fact, I'm hoping to one day be found dead in her swimming pool, you know? I, get, that, I could that see that her reenacting
1: Henrik Ibsen plays right. with her taxidermy.
2: Right, well, that'd be, yeah. I mean,
1: there's a baboon High skull. High on her Russian molly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely bring her out to the next social engagement. I'll let you know. The she's- part of Uncle Vanya will be played by this baboon skull. <laughs> she's like a Bader-Meinhof terrorist. Yes. Yeah. I, I felt like I needed to say Meets that. Meets Nina Hagen. Yeah, she's like a, She's yeah. like Nina Hagen right. meeting the Bader-Meinhof terrorists. Yep. Uh, the reason I'm bringing them up is they're back in the news. Bader-Meinhof. I'm I'm as surprised as everyone is. The Red Army Faction. They've mm. been forgotten about for decades. And now they're back in the news. I bet you a lot of our listeners have no idea what we're talking about. Probably not. I mean, it's a kind of a weird little... It's its obscure. Yeah. It's obscure. But you know, I read it. I read this article and I was like, kind of excited about it. Because I was thinking, I'm sort of bored with ISIS. I'm sort of bored with uh, Al-Qaeda. I'm just bored with the Middle Eastern terrorists. Right, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's like okay, hijack a plane, yell a la Akbar a few times, could blow something up. Yeah, man. Whereas like these guys, Bader meinhof terrorists, they had like intricate, like complex operations.
2: They did, like, yeah. they
1: involving like cars and outfits, and you know they would they would uh, do armored truck heists. Like, ISIS just, no, I think could blow up a building or something. Yeah, no. It, I, well, the, the activities of ISIS
2: can't really be put together well in a 70s cinematic montage. That's Whereas true. Whereas Boehner Meinhof, you know, you have a lot of, like, close-ups on the wheels of tires going, and, you know, a lot of kind of Michael Mann shit you could do cinematically yeah. with them. You can't do that with ISIS. I'm, I'm you trying know?
1: to think of the, uh, there was a, a really cool English movie, English 70s gangster movie that came out a couple of years ago. I'm blanking on the name right now, but it made me think of Bader Meinhof, because they always wore really cool 70s clothes. They did, yeah. You know, they had they're they, they were stylish. I think right now they would be very hip. Right. Like, if you want to... You know, I actually feel like ISIS should take note uh, on uh, Bader Meinhof. And, they, you know, they were
2: the unofficial... Uh, they were unofficially sanctioned by the Stasi. Yeah. And the Stasi doesn't exist anymore, so it's kind of weird to have them around, you know? Well, I mean,
1: they were... At one point one of the deadliest terrorist organizations in Europe. Right. But they disappeared. Uh they're radic- they were a radical left wing German terrorist group. Um but recently there's been uh they have been leaving tracks at the scenes of crimes throughout uh Germany. Mm. Even though, you know, according to uh you know to the media, they retired like twenty years ago. Right. You know, no one's heard anything about them. And and a couple of them went to jail. Um Anyway, they, they, some of the uh, the heists that uh, they've recently been uh, accused of, charged with here, were um, I would say kind of inept. They were bungled heists, and uh, they even left their DNA behind. Uh, because I just I just don't think they I don't think they've kept up. No, uh, they don't know crime, you know, criminal techniques. They
2: don't know that there's DNA anymore,
1: you know. They're old school. Yeah. So uh, Ernst Volker Staub, sixty one years old, Danielle Klett, fifty seven, and Burkhard Garveg, forty seven, were once part of Germany's deadly Red Army faction, or the RAF, also known as the Bader Meinhof Gang. Yes. They were responsible for around thirty murders of German capitalists and American military officials. Uh, During a a reign of homegrown terror that lasted from the '70s all the way up until 1998, yeah, when the group uh, officially disbanded, Hmm. they had a really cool logo. They did, yeah. Yeah. No,
2: it was—it's a dope ass logo for the Red Army Faction. Yeah, yeah. the Red Army Faction
1: with the uh, the machine gun in the background. Yeah, did they have official uniforms? Or was it just wear cool? 70s I think it, clothes? yeah,
2: wear cool seventies clothes yeah. with like that weird white fur, you know, coming out of the jacket with the yeah, shirts, yeah, the with the around the uh, yeah. the hood. Dope ass sunglasses. They did have some cool yeah. sunglasses. Yeah.
1: Um, Ice Ice doesn't have a logo, do they?
2: They do. It's like it looks like a black flag with a bunch of white nonsense on it. Oh, so it's like a bunch of Arabic characters yeah. or something. Yeah, it's, it's just like looks <sighs> like a shitty Coca Cola can. I just that's feel black. like if
1: you're gonna be if you're gonna have a, a a domestic terrorist group or just the terrorist group in general, the logo is one of the most important things. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, that's how I mean, you, you spray painted around town.
2: I mean, a lot of times you just create a logo and then you don't bother to do the terrorist group. That's just true. As far as you get, I mean, it's that a- should be the first thing you do. Come up with the and logo. then
1: start putting it out there, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, put it on Facebook. But these guys, you know, were way pre Facebook, pre internet, they're old school,
2: right? Well, I guess they need, I guess they need money now,
1: they you do. They,
2: they do, I mean, and wh-
1: there's theories that yeah. uh, that they're, they're committing these heists and returning to crime to pay for their retirement,
2: right? Like, that's what just they know in, best, you know. I mean, this, why is you know, Night Ranger
1: touring these days, you know? <laughs> it ain't because they want to, you know, it's because they need money. So back in its heyday, this is like in the 70s here, the gang was infamous for intricate plots. They kept law enforcement officials on their toes and made German uh, residents feel quite vulnerable. Um, There was a time in 1977 when a woman pushing a baby buggy seemed to accidentally step into the front of a chauffeur-driven car in Cologne, France, causing the driver to screech to a halt. The woman then pulled two semi-automatic weapons out from under the baby blankets, killed the driver and the bodyguards, while their associates commandeered the car and took Hans Martin Schleyer, a noted industrialist, hostage. They found Hans Martin dead a month later in the trunk of the car. Goddamn. Now that is an intricate plot. Yeah. That is terrorism to me. That is, yeah. You know, just going up blowing a school bus or a, uh, you know, or whatever... Uh, ISIS does. What does ISIS do? They, they, ISIS blows up like sites in Pakistan or they Yemen. They take
2: over. Yeah, they, they they take over towns for the caliphate. You know, they're all about the caliphate. It's days, the caliphate,
1: you know? though. But it's in yeah. the Middle East. No one knows about it. Yeah, no, you know, no it's one true. really cares. No, I suppose when Al Qaeda did the attack on the uh, the tube in Britain, yeah, that was that was a pretty good act of terrorism. Right. Frightening.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't quite have the same. You know, it's like, oh, uh, what do they want? Uh, Islam, whatever. Islam, whatever. You don't even need to go into it more. Just, yeah, Some garbage. Yeah, Allah Akbar. It's yeah, like, yeah. Eh. yeah.
1: Eh. To me, it's just kind of boring. It's bad. Yeah.
2: They're no you know? al- Shinrikyo, you know what I mean? Like, these not, not, had... they, don't, they don't got sarin gas in the fucking subways and all that That's nonsense.
1: That's true. Like, these guys have panache. Yeah. And I think uh, ISIS could learn a bit of that.
2: Yeah, it's a lot like that movie, uh, you know, I imagine their their whole their whole uh, reign of terror was a lot like that movie Ronin, you know? Oh, yeah. Which is like Robert De Niro and John Renault driving around France really fast, and then in between car chases, they stop and have, like, cappuccino, and they're sitting there <laughs> at the cheese. outdoor yeah. cafe, you know. And then they <laughs> car chase again, and they're doing it. You know, that's, that's, that's class right there. That shit is classy as fuck. That's,
1: that is classic, uh, you know, 1970s, late 20th century terrorism. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Bader and Meinhof here actually went to uh, Jordan, where they're trained in weaponry and guerrilla warfare by members of the PLO. That's lovely. Yeah, Palestinian Liberation Mm -hmm. Organization. They returned to Germany, started a campaign of bombing and kidnapping. (laughs) Um, They committed a lot of robberies to finance all their ventures here. Mm -hmm. They were eventually, both of them, Bader and Meinhof, were captured, and they took their own lives in prison. But the RAF lived on and enjoyed the support of around 25% of young Germans.
2: But their only real legacy in the West was the Saturday Night Live sit, skit, Sprockets. <laughs> Spro- was Sprockets yeah. based on uh,
1: Bader-Meinhof? I'm going to go ahead and assume let's it say was. Let's say yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, let's say yes. I think in, uh, if Bader-Meinhof, when they weren't committing some <sighs> atrocious act of terrorism, were probably having Sprockets dance parties. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, they were v- very into uh, noise art, I would imagine, you know?
1: Sure. Did you say there was a movie that came out about Krautrock and the? It's RAF? a
2: graphic novel actually called Graphic w- Novel One Model Nation, which which I very much enjoy. So
1: it was about the terrorist group, but just like an art rock band that was a part of it.
2: Yeah, that would that was connected to them, like a like a Krautwerk style band that was, yeah, you know, fake Krautwerk that. Hmm. Uh, Kra- I'm sorry, Krautwerk, Kraftwerk, Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk that was uh, connected to the band. So yeah,
1: yeah. So they were, uh, you know. Uh, quite feared in Germany at the time, Mm -hmm. infamous terrorist group, but then they simply disappeared and they actually announced their demise. They contacted the media and said, said, today we're ending this project. The urban guerrilla group in the form of the RAF is now history. Hmm. We are stuck in a dead end. So they actually announced their demise. That is class. When was that? 1998. Okay. And they contacted press outlets and said, you know what? We're officially done.
2: I didn't even know they were doing stuff until that point.
1: No, I I think they yeah. realized like oh, okay, you know we're kind of well, the I mean, internet's complicating things. Communism fell. Communism the fell. Wall, yeah, the what, Berlin what's Wall. What, what's you know? the point? Yeah. Um. So several of the group members actually finished their prison terms, and no one really in Germany even thought about them until uh, just last week, when uh, there was a surveillance footage caught a uh, caught a crime that occurred in Germany. Um, three people dressed in somewhat dated camouflage garb. Mm. I think they bust out their old uniforms. Like uh, really,
2: really, really long collars, right? Yeah, I think they had like this? the 70s bell yeah, bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. the
1: pants and bell bottoms on mm. it. Uh, the three staked out an armored security van in the parking lot of a supermarket in Bremen, Germany. Mm. Uh, they approached the van carrying assault rifles and a rocket launcher after blocking it in with their Volkswagen van here. Oh. So they had uh, one of those hippie Volkswagen vans. Right. Uh, they fired on the van, but they're out of date one of those munitions. one of those hippie Volkswagen bands that was so popular
2: with the Third Reich. Yes, <laughs> one of those. Okay,
1: well, remember those? What were those vans called? The vanagons that all the hippies drove in the sixties? Yeah, ta- yeah, 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 I know what you're talking. Yeah, yeah, I bet you yeah. they bo- they broke it out like the flower power vanagon. Right. Took their nineteen uh, sixties weaponry. Probably haven't launched a, a rocket from that rocket launcher in like what three decades. Um, did, did they have
2: it in storage? Did they have these weapons in storage? They probably had it
1: hidden somewhere. Yeah. You know, and then they busted out <laughs> along with their like 1970s camouflage yeah. guard. Uh, they fired on the van, but the, uh, the out-of-date munitions were no match for the updated reinforced mm. armor. So the officers ended up calling uh, calling for help, and uh, the gang members couldn't get into the vehicle, so they just escaped huh. in a beat-up Ford Focus, which they later later abandoned. However... DNA was still able to be collected hmm. um, from the vehicle, so so there you go. Wait, so the gun didn't it didn't it wouldn't pierce the armor or what happened? No, I, I imagine the you know I imagine these were like nineteen sixties uh, flower power weapons. Yeah, you know what was huh. it shooting?
2: Wow, that's amazing.
1: Like some incense and patchouli,
2: yeah, patchouli I mean, bombs. I'm not, I'm not quite just, sure. You got to maintain these weapons. You can't just you know. Get some new weapons. Yeah. I bet you
1: they're hidden in there for like the past 20 years. Yeah. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to be as effective.
2: I, no, I, I, thought, I thought you had the, the keys for the use store. It. No, I thought you had it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole conversation must have happened. You know, and they finally got it out. It's all dusty. They didn't even bother to fucking clean it. Yeah. Jesus. And, they, and they
1: probably didn't know anything about DNA testing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Right. So now German authorities are offering a $220,000 reward mm. for the threesome. Who have been reduced to quick hit grocery store heists, which I imagine are a little little easier than the uh, the armored right. car robberies. Wow! Yeah. yeah. And people and now the German uh, authorities are taunting them, saying that they're very sloppy, inept crimes here. Huh. Um, but they 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 claim that but the Bader meinhof alumni here are likely stooping to grocery store holdups to pay for their retirement. Hmm. But uh, you know, as you mentioned before. Couldn't they just go on and do a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter? They totally could. They'd get, they'd get a ton of fucking money. They probably don't even know what that is, though. You know? Yeah, but I mean, if they had some like tech-savvy yeah. supporter or something, some young German uh, uh, Technorati person here, right. that went on there and you know, contacted them and was like, Hey, you know what? Let's just start a GoFundMe for the Bader-Meinhof retirement package. I'll be
2: their social media manager. You know? Absolutely. I In a second. In a goddamn second,
1: guys. I think what they need to do is get on Twitter, yeah. Get a Facebook page, um, start going off about mm. things you're upset about, and instead of like going and bombing things and holding up armored cars or robbing uh, the the local Ralph's, mm. I think you should actually just do a GoFundMe. You'd make enough money. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people at the disgruntled hipsters. that would be like, mm. oh yeah, Bader Meinhof. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you a hundred dollars a month. I mean,
2: it's hard to have you know elaborate heists when you when you're like starting to get dementia, you know.
1: Well, that's the thing. They're in their 60s. Yeah. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. They're, but they're in, just... in their 60s. That's when yeah. you get it. Sometimes people start, get dementia in their get get 60s, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like times have changed. We have yeah. DNA testing now. Mm-hmm. We have armored vehicles that with, uh, you know, you, you got to get like modern weaponry if you're going to try to rob an armored truck. Yeah.
2: I mean, all the, you know, you get, uh, how, what are the Kickstarter rewards on that? You know, you can have some great
1: rewards. I bet you they have all. I mean, yeah. if they kept all their weapons and their flower power truck. I mean, just truck.
2: You, have them do a, you have them do a little like video, you know, if, like if you give a hundred dollars, Bader Meinhof will do a video for your Facebook wall, you know, yeah. have a fucking terrorist organization do a video for you, like, hey, hey, uh, Brooke. We're, yeah, hey, Brooke, We are here uh, in the in our secret headquarters, posting on your Facebook wall. Happy birthday! <laughs> you see, you know? like they could do custom That'd birthday be requests. Be fucking great, and they'd yeah.
1: be retired and be set. They'd be done. And you know, I bet you they'd only have to do that for maybe a year, and yeah. then they'd be set. They wouldn't have to. But now, what's going to happen once they're caught? The trio face life sentences for crimes tied to ancient REF activity. Apparently, there's no statute of limitations on that. So, um you know, life imprisonment mm. covers their retirement costs.
2: Yeah, I so guess I so it know. does,
1: yeah. Mm. But, you know, I lament the fact like there was a time when terrorism... It used to be fashionable it used to be kind of what about the uh, who was the group that took Patty Hearst hostage the, um, uh, the Liberation, Liberation Front Symbionese Symb-
2: Liberation Army which doesn't even which means nothing which it means just nothing meaningless. but yeah.
1: but they were but they were cool but they that, were cool. that in
2: itself was cool yeah you know the symbiote yeah doesn't mean anything
1: And then, but yeah. they had cool uniforms yep. you know they'd come out like the Black Panthers Yeah, that was another slick terrorist yep. organization mm-hmm so I'm just saying, you know, ISIS, it's like you walk around and you're, you're beheading people on, on video. Mildly and... related, Dead Presidents, great film. That was a good, a, yeah. damn, a damn fine film. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of all over the place, but it was still excellent. Yeah. I, I long for the days when the terrorist organization used to be fashionable and stylish. <laughs> yeah. And uh used to have intricate plots, you know, with masterminds. Now it's just like, let's go blow up a building. Let's go make people take their shoes off at airports. Right. With their body scanners. Yeah. Because they're going to, like take a plane and fly it into a building. Boring.
2: And, and especially, I feel like, if you needed to explain what they were trying to do, you'd need, like, a master's degree in political science. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So if you're, like, it made if no you're sense. like, oh, why did they kill your uh, uncle in that in that bombing, uh, Terry? You know? And you'd be like, well, I don't really know. It's so complicated. I can't even explain it. I don't understand. I can't even begin to explain the context here yeah, of what yeah. happened. Yeah. Where instead of just like, yeah, I don't know, radical Islam, you know?
1: I don't know. I, th- I, I feel like a lot of those radical Islamists can just take a take a lesson here from Bader Meinhof or the Symbionese Liberation Front. L- yep. Let's let's make terrorism great again. You know, it's boring now. Right. I can see that. I can't wait until you
2: get letters from orphans who were killed in these <laughs> terrorist attacks. I just cannot wait. It's going to be
1: great. People's episode five thirty-five here is sick and wrong. Um, this is kind of an old-school sick and wrong. Just regular sick and wrong news stories, phone calls. Uh, just me and Harrison. We don't have any uh, extravagant guests, any uh, wacky, whack pack people here. We're not going to be talking about feces the entire—this is just a regular show. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot that happened in the news. Actually, even Harrison has a personal connection to one of the stories we're going to tell. Oh, yes. So anyways, we have sick and wrong news coming up next, and phone calls after that. Before we get to that, here's a word from com.
2: Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one free item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And what's that free exclusive gift? It's the Clip Bumper, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder, longer. It increases the strength of orgasm, and she'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. The unique bumper stimulates her clitoris, and it's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit. The clit is made of premium silicone, it's waterproof, and it's compatible with all water-based lubes. Use code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at
1: adamandeve.com. So Harrison, uh, Muhammad Ali, the greatest of all time, he died this weekend. He died, yes. It's very yeah. really sad. Muhammad no. Ali, you know, wasn't Muhammad Ali like suffering from Parkinson's or something for the past 20 years? Yeah. He, I think he had like
2: Parkinson's. I think he had like everything you could get. Yeah. Everything. Alzheimer's. He can, yeah.
1: But they, they would still bring him out to award shows. I remember for a, for a period of time, he was still making public appearances and they, they bring him out and then everybody would just kind of sit there and just wait anxiously for him to actually finish saying one sentence. Yeah. It was so awkward. Well, any
2: boxer that lives past age 60, it's basically, you're just bringing out fucking dead. Frankenstein's monster. You know, you're like, <laughs> like, you're just bringing out like a giant, you know, uh, half lucid creature.
1: You but know? And, and that's the thing. I mean, it's like his head has been pummeled into oblivion. Yeah. And the guy's yeah. got a head like several strokes. Uh, his brain is just kind of like you know. Though weirdly mush enough, at this point. I, it's mashed potatoes.
2: I heard George Foreman talking about him on you know talking about the Rumble in the Jungle, talking about Muhammad Ali over the weekend. He sounded fairly lucid, you know. You know, Foreman still uh, hawks
1: that grill, though. Yeah, maybe it's you know? all
2: the gr- maybe he like drinks the fat that 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 goes you know that slides <laughs> off the sliding grill, off the grill, and just drinks it. Maybe <laughs> that's
1: the key to his success. But yeah, I just remember they would bring Ali out to different public events and then expect him to say something and like his wife or his mm. daughter would be like, come on, come on, come on. And everybody would just kind of awkwardly be like, okay, come on, champ. Yeah. And it was just awkward. At least they stopped doing that in recent times. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Undoubtedly, I mean, the greatest boxer of all time.
2: And, and he was also a pioneer of the self-promotional culture that we all live in today.
1: What other, yeah, what other athlete promoted himself so vigorously as Muhammad Ali? People were horrified
2: when this (laughs) happened back in the day. I mean, not just because he was a black guy, just because people didn't do that back then.
1: No, that that level of arrogance was non-existent. Yeah, no. Especially in professional sports. Yeah. Even in, uh, well, politics, it was non-existent too. But uh, definitely in professional sports where people are supposed to be, you know, these role models. It's like here you have Ali coming out. Not to mention would he be, you know... uh, promoting himself he also denigrated his opponents yeah in yeah. public i think he called uh sonny liston a gorilla and uh i don't know what yep, else he, he said did. about um yeah. about uh foreman
2: but yeah he's, i mean he said the, they were
1: ugly <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> and he used to just call himself the greatest mm. you know all the time i'm the greatest uh but he was i mean he's amazing uh, he yeah won dozens of championships three heavyweight titles an olympic gold medal uh, he was also no stranger to controversy. You know, his uh, he was born Cassius Marcellus Clay Jr. in 1942, but he changed his name. He renounced his slave name when he converted to Islam in the 60s. He was a black Muslim. Right. Changed his name to Muhammad Ali. And he was a vocal proponent of the religion even up to last week uh, when he recently spoke out against uh, Donald Trump's proposal to ban Muslims from the country. Hmm. I guess that wasn't last week, but it was recent. He but, spoke. I didn't even know he could still speak. Well, I think he was... Tweeting about it, oh, it all okay, his handlers okay. were tweeting mm. about it. But I, I, you know, you you have Trump going out and uh, saying, "Oh, you know, rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. Mm. You're a champion," and it's like you were just denouncing Muslims and wanting to block Muslims from coming in this country.
2: I, I, I consider it really amusing. Well, okay, not really amusing, but interesting when you look back in the '60s and you could th- you think of how threatening people, white America, let's say. Found the Nation of Islam oh, and yeah. Black Muslims like how dangerous how you know they they were really frightened of it. When you compare it now to the you know
1: the Islamic threats faced, it's like what? Well, it, who gives a yeah, like, shit? Right, you know, that's why what do like, the what do the Black Muslims though think of like the uh, the radical Islamist factions? Like they're not aligned. I mean, it, it was just basically Farrakhan just hating on everybody, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and singing and singing some great fucking calypso.
1: <laughs> that guy, and it's good stuff. it was pretty good with that. Yeah. Um, Ali's uh, boxing career was uh, involuntary paused by the government when he was arrested and convicted of draft dodging for refusing to serve in Vietnam. Wasn't over that overturned on
2: appeal though, or something?
1: It was eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um mm. He he says uh, in his reasoning. That's that's one thing I always loved about uh, Muhammad Ali is his laconic statements. Mm. I ain't got no quarrel with them Viet Cong. Right. Yeah. Um, It's true. My conscience won't let me go shoot my brother or some darker people or some poor hungry people. Yeah. And so we should shoot them for what? And it's it's true. You know, he was banned from the sport. He lost his heavyweight belt. But the uh, U.S. Supreme Court later overturned the conviction in 71.
2: And it is kind of, when you think back on it, it is kind of insane that if you were black in America in the 60s to be expected to fight in that shitty war, even though, you know, you weren't really fully a citizen, practically. Didn't, uh, I mean...
1: Would Ali have actually been expected to fight, or would he have just been like Elvis and got like a uh, you know you could go work in the kitchen? Take I some don't photo know, opportunities? Man. I don't know. I'm
2: sure he he would have made some enemies, you know, quick. They Ali? would have, they would have yeah yeah he would have been in the meat grinder, man. You know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What
1: what did what was Trump's excuse
2: for Vietnam? It was like I hurt my. It was like he hurt his ankle. It was something really dumb. <laughs> You know, <laughs> is it really? Yeah, you hurt it was, his ankle. Yeah, it was something really stupid. It was like at a, least Hillary
1: yeah. could be like, "I'm a woman, okay? I yeah, have a vagina. Yeah. There's no yeah. way I'm going to go there." Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like Trump has to come up with some excuse, right? Like, I'm too wealthy to go fight in Vietnam. I'm right. Too wealthy to kill poor people.
2: Yeah, and and I, I think it was just like he was rich, so he could do whatever he could get out of it. You know, just pay, uh, yeah, give some kind of. uh Donation to something, right? Uh, so Ali was. I think that- it was actually one of the, one of those things. that was like why Superman didn't fight in World War II. Like they had him do the uh, the eye exam, but he failed the eye exam because he had X ray vision and he saw into the next room and read that chart instead of the eye chart. So he failed the eye exam. That's why he Superman. And that's didn't,
1: why he, Superman didn't. That's
2: literally why Superman did not fight in World that, War II. That
1: is the weakest excuse I've I ever know. heard.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Don,
1: Donald Trump used the same excuse. So I mean, would there even been a war if Superman <laughs> was fighting? No. No, there wouldn't have been. Um, Ali was diagnosed with Parkinson's in uh, 1984, and the the symptoms visibly accelerated in recent years. And uh, yeah, last September, he stopped making public appearances. Mm. So, Anyway, rest in peace. Greatest of all time. I'll drink to you, Muhammad Ali. Um, You know, I actually watched a bit of... uh, the way the the way in before the rumble in the jungle, mm-hmm. and yeah Ali just talked so much, shit.
2: yeah, yeah. like no
1: one else did that, yeah, hey blue Minds, well, I mean, I feel like
2: there's no other boxer that I know where it's like I actually know the techniques that they developed, you know, yeah, I mean... I can't the, think of any other boxer that i actually I, I and I don't really know that much about boxing, but I know about that well,
1: but he was also exciting to watch, yeah, you know and and and, and yeah, he was the heavy heavyweight champion of the world, mm. they don't even fight. Uh, matches like that like uh, Rumble in the Jungle that was no. like in the was in the Congo yeah is that where they fought that uh, Thrilla in Manila like they don't do that anymore now yeah no yeah Um. next story we got here this one's interesting because uh, it harkens back to another time you know it's an anachronistic story mm. Colorado man was arrested after challenging daughter to a duel uh, duel when's the last time you heard somebody challenge another person to a duel I haven't heard of that in a long time but I kind of it's one of those things that I kind of wish was still legal. You know? Well, I yeah, it's like now when you do you just kind of call somebody out, you shove each other a few times and then you su- maybe you wrestle and they pull you apart. Yeah. And or or you sue a, them. You or know? you sue them. Yeah. Tort tort law. Tort or reform. or then you go on Facebook and right. you uh, make a bunch of uh, you know um, condescending comments like passive aggressive statements that's that's what we do now back yeah. then it's just where you throw a glove down or like yeah. we're gonna duel now you just throw shade you know yeah, yeah. but we're, wasn't there, there there were like uh like ground rules for duels like, yes yes
2: for instance if, if you challenged me to a duel like if i was like harrison yeah. let us duel yeah like you just had enough of me and i did that i i could ref, i could say no but then i'd be humiliated yeah, score. you know yeah, i mean you'd yeah. invite all
1: the public school oh, yeah, contempt
2: yeah. i'd i'd be looked at as a coward S- but if you're challenging me i get to say what the weapons are and i get to say where we're going to duel
1: and the parameters of the duel so wait you get to you get to basically arrange and organize the duel even though i'm challenging you for the duel yes
2: cuz you're the you ha- you am the so, aggressor yeah you're the aggressor so my advantage is i get to choose the weapons and
1: so I could choose like a weapon that I'm good at, and you know. So then you'd have the advantage. What right. were the weapons? I mean, were they all like you know swords, guns? Yeah, swords, guns. You could you could choose anything, really. You could do, you could do a mace. You could do yeah. like old school, like a Morningstar. Yeah, Ban- wow.
2: Banjos at dawn. Whatever, whatever you want to do. <laughs> you know, however you want to do it. You could huh. do because you could do like ah, uh, you know, we both have pistols. And then, like, we're going to shoot at each other. And then, if we're still both standing, then it's swords. Then you go to
1: swords from there. And then, oh, okay, so it yeah. starts with pistols, and then you go to swords. Yeah,
2: because, you know, in the early, like, 19th century, those pistols only shot. Those pist- pistols only fired, like, 50% of the time.
1: And you only had, like, what? Yeah. One or two
2: shots. And right? there's, like, a 10% chance your hand gets blown off. They're just bad, those pistols. They don't work very well.
1: I just think there's something romantic about a duel. Yeah. That they just don't have right now with fights. Like That's now, true. it's just now you just see world star hip hop, right? And two people going at it in their driveway. Yeah, yeah. It's just not I don't know. tumbleweaves going by, you know. Yeah. Um, Forget it. The challenge here led to a brief shootout in the family's El Paso County home this past Wednesday. Uh, so, a, Colora- a Colorado man is facing child abuse charges after allegedly challenging his daughter to a firearm duel. Why did he challenge? What did she say to him? That she. Disrespect him in some way? Well, they don't really get into it here, Mm. but the the details about the origin of the argument here. But they say that uh, he was arguing with his daughter around 7.30 that night when he just pulled a handgun on her and his wife. He Mm. then allegedly ordered his daughter to go to another room and fetch a gun so they could duel. Mm. And I guess he used the word duel several times. When did they stop
2: dueling? I think it was some point in the late 19th century. Some point around before, yeah.
1: It grew, it just fell out of favor.
2: I don't hmm. think there was ever a law, really, that okay, was Okay, like, they never yeah. said, like,
1: dueling. But, I mean, yeah. back then, like, didn't Andrew Jackson, or what, a, I thought a president either died or killed someone else in a duel. Yeah, like,
2: Alexander Hamilton.
1: Aaron Alexander Hamilton. Who Burr. did he duel? Aaron
2: Burr. Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr. yeah. yeah. Like, you could actually he duel a president. Yeah.
1: Like, like, right now, And if this
2: guy, went- clearly this guy read Alexander Hamilton's uh, Guide to Parenting. You know, but because we don't really have that many good, yeah. We had that, and then we have what Fatherhood by Bill Cosby. Yeah,
1: you know, between those two, that's really all you got. So, and I don't know if I don't put much stock in Bill Cosby's fatherhood claims. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Um, Yeah, but you couldn't like go and duel Donald Trump. Just wouldn't happen now. I mean, Bernie Sanders just tried to debate him.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's
1: basically a modern day duel, and he, uh, (laughs) he he refused to do that. Yeah. So the bizarre challenge led to an actual shootout before Robert Williams was safely taken into custody. Hmm. So I don't want to, not to be confused with the infamous lowbrow artist, Robert Williams. This no. is a different Robert Williams. Okay, all right. Um, you know, Robert Williams, who did that, uh the painting of the Appetite for Destruction album that was used for Appetite. Oh. That Robert Williams is that the one with the robot and the girl? And, and okay. the girl that was yep. raped by the robot. Yes, okay,
2: yeah. okay. Um, I, got, I remember I got in big trouble for that. Did you have a T-shirt? My mom. No, I yeah. had the album. Oh, you and had the album. My mom saw
1: the thing inside and then took it away. I remember there was a Damn. kid in uh, junior high that used to, he actually had the T-shirt with that, uh, it said Guns N' Roses was here and there's mm. a girl raped and it was topless and the robot. Yeah. And he used to wear that shirt almost every day. And every day the, uh, the assistant vice, or the vice principal would come over and be like, you need to turn that shirt inside out. Yeah. But he would do it. He was, you know, he'd do it defiantly. It was like his battle. Hmm. Yeah, So um, a struggle ensued during the duel, and a round was actually fired by the father. Hmm. Uh, the daughter then fired a round in the direction of the father. So there was like, you know, shots were exchanged here. That's cool. Where did this happen? In uh, Colorado. Okay. As the wife and daughter tried to flee the home, Williams then grabbed a shotgun from a shed and pointed it at his wife. She was able to get it away from him, and then called nine one one. You know, women in Colorado—that's not sportsmanlike at all, though. No, nah, this guy's a, the loser. duel wasn't
2: with the what? You can't. Now he's he's going off book here, you know, and I'm I'm not cool with that.
1: At yeah, all. I don't think he, you know, mm-hmm. had the traditional duel, yeah. like you know, with the actual ground <laughs> yeah. rules where you choose the weapons in advance. Right. Um, but Colorado women are tough. Oh yeah, Jesus! Yeah. Like most states, like in California, like you know, he probably would have killed the daughter. Well, they're all, the they're all, what, silver miners, right? Or something? I don't Is that know. what they were then? I don't know. What um, fortunately for everyone involved, no one was actually mm. injured, and Williams was booked on two counts of felony menacing, prohibited use of a weapon, and child abuse. <laughs> uh, they never actually released the age of the daughter, but mm. I'm hoping she was like eight or nine. Yeah. Because wouldn't that be a badass? That would be good. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. That's like uh, how Black Widow that, was formed. I and,
2: mean, that's a college admissions essay right there. You yeah, know? there you it's, go. It's, Who's going to say no to that? <laughs> Come on!
1: <laughs> I was challenged to a duel with my father. Yeah, and I killed him. It's like, wow. Well, okay, you were accepted into Yale. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, you actually? So now you have a connection to mm. a story here. You posted something about it on Facebook, but I had read the story and I was like, I wonder if Harrison knows this guy.
2: Yeah. Oh. So, uh, so
1: what happened here? This is right. gruesome.
2: So first off, somebody sent this in i mean we probably were talked about this anyway but somebody actually sent this in and said i could see harrison doing this if he ever gets a girlfriend <laughs> cory sent that in <laughs> and first of all i don't know what burn yeah i don't know what about me has led people to believe that i would somehow commit a murder you know other than uh, you know my my sexual proclivities my uh
1: Hmm, maybe relaxed it's your,
2: attitude towards drug use and abuse. Maybe it's your S&M uh, predilections. But that see, I, I think that makes me less likely because I'm more in touch. I'm more self-aware and I'm more in touch with those darker sides of my personality. It's the people who aren't fucking in touch with those sides. Those are the people you got to fucking worry about. And, and
1: I wouldn't say you're a sadist. I'm not. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not really about Although, pain. I'm interested you know? to know why people think it's like, you know kind of an impossible feat for you to get a girlfriend. Mm, it's, it's pretty rough. You know, it's pretty tough these days. I got well, I got
2: I gotta, this I got to put up a pretty goddamn big Potemkin village to, to make that happen and I just don't have the fucking energy to do that anymore. I well, just you see,
1: you seem to be faring pretty well amongst the mental patients.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I you know, I do very well on paper. I look great on paper. Guys, right. that's that's my that should be my fucking tombstone epitaph. Anyway, here's the headline. Boyfriend of L.A. woman whose blood was drained is charged with murder. Attorneys say Yana Cassian, 30, was tortured and mutilated before she was killed. All right, so I'm going to get into this in a second. But starts off. An aspiring screenwriter in California who authored a graphic novel about a condemned serial killer has been accused of borrowing grisly techniques from his own story. To murder his estranged girlfriend. Wow.
1: Yeah. So that, I mean, he's actually using his own techniques that he's written about. Yeah. To uh, murder his uh, estranged girlfriend. Yes. Is that the, uh, the, the the graphic novel right there? Turns out this is a different one. This is uh, this is uh, Operation Redux,
2: which is his graphic novel about a, a former neo-Nazi who becomes a wet work guy for the CIA, and it's a whole thing. That's a different book. He wrote some book about a serial killer. Apparently, so did you know this guy personally, Blake Lively? Yes, I did.
1: How um, uh, did you hang out? Or uh, we
2: shared a play table. Backgammon? We shared a table at Comic Con last year. Whoa! Yeah, so I spent about uh, a large portion of time with this guy.
1: So did did he seem like a psycho to you?
2: No, he just seemed like a regular comic nerd guy, just schlubby comic, yeah, nerd guy. Yeah, he just he, he worked for he worked for Wilmer Valderrama's production company. Who's that guy? That's, oh, the, that's the uh, guy who, that 70s show. The guy who played Fez, Fez on that 70s yeah, yeah. show. Hmm. You know, with David Hyde Pierce. No, not David Hyde Pierce. Who's the guy who played Hyde on that 70s show? David Hyde Pierce is from Frasier. Right, yeah. yeah. Who,
1: who's the guy who played on that 70s show? I don't even, I never even liked that well, show. that
2: guy owns Harvard and Stone, which is a bar down the street.
1: What? Well, One of the guys from that 70s show owns yes, Harvard and Stone? Yes,
2: co-owns it, yes. Which guy is Hyde? I don't remember the actor's name. Yeah,
1: but did he... Was the guy with the afro? Yeah, the guy
2: with the afro. The curly afro. Yeah, the curly afro guy, right? I know who you're talking yeah. about. In a bar where I once met a woman named Victoria, who I went on a date with, who is famous for photographing a girl named Deathy, who I am now romantically entangled with. Wow, six degrees of uh, insanity yeah. here. Coincidence? I think not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, anyway, this I knew this guy. I, I spent the fucking... We shared
1: his booth at Comic Con. Did you actually chat with him? Like, did you have like yes? Like, was, so, uh,
2: did you meet his girlfriend? Uh, no, I didn't. I don't know if he was dating her at this time. This is about a year ago. She's kind of hot. She's, they had a baby together. Oh wow! They so just a- had.
1: She'd given birth two weeks prior. Oh wow! They just had. So now yeah. they have an infant. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this kids a, a, now. This kids don't have to be raised by like a foster family.
2: Well, let's not go Nazi Wealthy here? family. They want the, the the family of this woman because this woman was from the Ukraine. They want to take the baby back to the Ukraine. Um, yeah,
1: but isn't his isn't his family really
2: wealthy? His family is very very yeah, well, wealthy.
1: Why would you want to ship the baby back to Ukraine? Well, here's the
2: thing. E- it doesn't matter because either way, this baby stands to inherit uh, in- inherit a large plastics fortune from Toronto, Canada. Wow. Okay, so this guy came from yeah. a lot of money. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, w- let's see here. The Los Angeles Times reports that Leibel was the son of a wealthy Toronto developer and former Olympic athlete. His mother, who died in 2011, was the heiress to a plastics fortune. Court documents obtained by the Times indicate that Leibel received a monthly allowance of nearly $18,000. And eighteen a lot, grand a month. There are a lot of people in comics like this because it doesn't because you don't make any money, so it's like a thing. It's like a vanity thing you can go into if you're rich.
1: Yeah, I was about to say though, you know, I was going to ask, is this guy more successful than you in the comic uh, book world? And oh, I'm absolutely, like, he If the is. guy's making eighteen grand a month. Yeah, I would be successful in the comic book right, world. Right,
2: you would be. Yeah, you
1: know, Jesus.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I, no. I was actually talking to this guy. I was actually like, I, th- I think this was back when I could still believed people could help me somehow. No, I no, I don't. I don't believe that. Um, but but I, I, was actually talking to this guy because I'm like, maybe he can help me, like a connection my... or something. Yeah, yeah. But, and then go, we went but, out for drinks, you know. And it was like a, it's weird. I, like this has never actually happened to me before, and it's totally irrational. But you kind of feel like, like I could have prevented this, you know. Well, what are you? Which, what are
1: you an oracle? Are you gonna like, say like, <laughs> I, in a, a year from now, yeah. you will, you know, murder your your a uh, strange girlfriend. If, you, if I'd known, yeah, I mean,
2: t- it's technically true that I could have prevented it. What would you have done? Technically, it is true. I could have murdered him.
1: I, I would okay. murder him. I would I do guess it. You, I guess you could have gone back in time and murdered him. But yeah. why would you or do at that? at the time,
2: if I knew, like if I had a nonlinear perspective on time, right? I could just see time as a nonlinear thing. Yeah, but, but now we're getting into
1: minority report. Okay, yeah. So now you're going to um, condemn some guy who hasn't even committed the crime yet. Yeah. Yes, I am. Hmm yeah I don't know who made you judge jury and executioner who there, made Harrison? you judge Judy <laughs> who made you judge Judy <laughs> so okay what happened here with this guy oh man alright so
2: no I'm sorry this is actually isn't funny I actually read about this and I actually like got physically ill when I read about this it actually kind of made me normally it's disturbing I'm a jaded fucking guy you know I don't get affected by things but I actually read this and, I, and when I realized that I was like wait a minute this, this can't be the guy this can't be the guy this is the guy, and I have his fucking book in my goddamn shelf. I don't want to vomit. Well, it's always weird when you when you have a personal connection to a subject of the story. <sighs> yeah, yeah. A 35-year-old native of Canada who is living in West Hollywood has been charged with one count each of murder, mayhem, aggravated mayhem, and torture. And mayhem legally is is actually uh, a lot less fun than it sounds. <laughs> you know, it sounds like a fun thing. It's not. Legally it means some you did some terrible things. Yeah, something just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So. just abominable. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh thirty year old Yana Cassian, who was reported missing on May twenty fourth, appears to have died as a result of blunt force trauma to the head. Cassian was tortured and mutilated before she was killed, and all of her blood was drained from her body. Jesus. Yeah, the That's district crazy. attorney's office said. Mm-hmm. How how do you even do that? Do you just hang them upside down and just let that drip? Apparently he hung her upside down. The slang sounds eerily familiar to a fictional crime in Libel's 2010 graphic novel, Syndrome, in which a serial killer hangs a couple from their ankles and slashes their throats, draining their bodies of blood. Wow, do you think this was this guy's fantasy? I think it might have been.
1: Huh. Yeah, that's crazy. You would think if... uh, if you're going to commit a, a a horrible murder like this, you probably would do something exactly how you wrote about it in your book.
2: Well, here's the thing: I don't think like he barricaded. Like, hold on, I'll get, I'll get to this, but I, I think it was like kind of a spur of the moment thing.
1: Yeah, but it, how I could think it be it spur was, of the moment? I mean, he had, obviously had to buy something to hold her up on the ceiling.
2: I think it started as a spur of the moment oh, thing, okay. and then it's and then his his his, his id his just horrific id just took over, and then it just became a torture session that ended in murder.
1: So I do think you think happened. it was the blunt force trauma to the head was a spur of the moment thing? He killed her with the blunt force trauma, and then he was like, well, now that I have this dead body, I'm a bit of an opportunist, I might as well go to Home Depot, make it fun.
2: Uh, yeah, I think he just, yeah. I think he's just like, well, I might as well Let's go. let make an with-
1: afternoon out of this. Yeah,
2: so, of course, uh, somebody said, a friend said, him being violent is so uncharacteristic of the person I've known for many years, said Ronald Richards, the uh, attorney and friend. Can
1: you empathize with that? I mean, you talk to the guy for a day. No, because you don't know what the fuck people are capable of, you know? I suppose. Like, I mean, did he talk yeah. about anything like that? You're like, wow, this guy's kind of psycho.
2: Like, if I ever did some horrible thing, people, nobody would say that but I me. Mean, people would be like, yeah, he was into some weird shit, so I can kind of see that happening. But you never hear that. You never hear... It's always somebody's like, Oh, I never... No, he couldn't have done it. Because, you know, they said that about fucking BTK. You know, they always say yeah. that shit. Yeah, that's true. It's just like people are dumb and they don't realize, you know. Anybody is, Or you you don't really know a person. You don't. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Even family members. Exactly, yeah. So, anyway, he pleaded not guilty to the charges, so just, I guess, apply allegedly to everything I said prior to now. <laughs> just legally, for, you know, this guy's rich, so. So um, he barricaded himself in the apartment? But he was apartment. found How- barricaded in the apa- yeah. inside the apartment with her body. So, I mean, it's like, mm, Well, that's... What, what other, you know. Anyway, but authorities said that on May 20th, roughly two weeks after Kazian gave birth to their first child, Leibel was arrested on suspicion of committing a sexual assault. Kazian reportedly moved out of the couple's apartment after Leibel's arrest. And moved in with her mother. On the day of her disappearance, she reportedly told her mother she was going back to the apartment to speak with libel. And that is an important thing because you should never do that.
1: No, Ladies, you if you're going mean. back, don't go back to and talk, talk to your
2: talk. disgruntled, angry ex or whatever that you moved in with and you've moved out. Whatever the fuck. Bring at least one person with you, you know? Always. <laughs> Always. Never go by yourself to talk to. Like... It seems like silly, but it's, this is actually a lot of women die like this. So it's not a good idea. It's a bad idea. Uh, I'm not to victim blame. I'm just saying for other people. Just well,
1: for future reference. Yeah, for future reference. If you're to talk to your estranged yeah. ex who, yeah. who, who, who potentially could be violent, you yeah. might want to bring a buddy along. Yeah. Or at least have a rape whistle. Because she probably thought she knew him well enough to be like,
2: oh, I'm, I'll be fine going over there <sighs> talking to him. You know, like you wouldn't even think. But, but the
1: guy just committed some sexual assault. Right. She obviously doesn't know the guy she married. Right. She did, they didn't marry. But oh, she didn't marry him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right.
2: Prosecutors have not yet decided if they will seek the death penalty. Hmm. Yeah, and her uh, family is, is very upset, obviously. The, so, the woman's family. How do you think this will affect the sales of his book? <sighs> you know, I don't know, actually. Um, I, I don't think... I mean, I think, like, one of his things actually got option. But it's in that weird comics world where it's like I don't really think
1: many people read his shit. I think it just it was just kind of an obscure. But I mean, who yeah. published it? Uh this one. God, I don't even know. was it his own publishing company or did he? Uh, yeah, it self-publish? was uh, it
2: was his own. Ah, Fantasy Prone and uh, W V Enterprises, which is Wilmer Valderrama Enterprises. So the the beloved Fez from that 70s show, an actor who plays a uh, portrays a vampire in the From Dust Till Dawn. TV series oh, is responsible I'm not familiar with
1: that <laughs> I am not familiar with the illustrious Wilder yeah. not responsible career. for the,
2: not, yeah not responsible for the crime I'm sorry not for the just let me uh, uh,
1: yeah for, but, but for, for publishing this, comic, this for, book yeah and probably the other one too publishing the murderer's comic the murderer's yes graphic yeah. novel I, you know I've often wondered about how it would affect someone he's not on the website though I checked I um, looked up the website to see if he's still on there he ain't oh, they, took say, okay, they, they took it him off down. yeah, yeah, yeah they I can took imagine but, um, but I've often wondered how this would affect someone's uh, someone's someone's work of art. So for example, like if hmm. if we had a listener that went on a shooting rampage wearing a Sick and Wrong shirt and was like, "I'm doing it to get on the, uh, you know, the, the Sick and Wrong podcast. Do you think that would have a negative effect on our listenership, on our, on the show in general? Or do you think it would be like, "Oh, I'm going to check out the show now." I think it I would, would increase cr-
2: listenership. I think that it would make your life terrible
1: it would i think yeah. i think you'd lose your our lives would be affected by yep. it
2: um yeah. yeah you'd probably lose uh yeah what you,
1: would your parents
2: say i, I still don't <laughs> think i i still don't they probably still wouldn't find out if it, you, you probably, don't yeah, think yeah. they would know if no. it was
1: like national news unless it's
2: on the fucking unless it's in the providence journal they ain't gonna know because they don't read any other shit hmm. you know yeah Unless it's in the Providence Journal, they're not going to know about it.
1: Well, hopefully that does not happen. But yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. So this guy right now, he didn't even do a murder-suicide. He just murdered, tortured, and then now he's arrested.
2: Yeah, and I didn't really like... I mean, I couldn't even get through this book, to be honest. So, Uh, you know... (laughs) It's called.
1: Yeah, we're we're not going to promote this uh, this guy's books. No, no, no. But it's interesting that you actually. uh, Where'd you go to, like TGI Fridays or Bennigan's or something? No, we went to
2: some restaurant that's like right. Oh, it was right across from the San Diego Convention Center. But it was like Sci Fi Channel themed because like the Sci Fi Channel takes over. Comic Con. Yeah, 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 shit. So Hmm. yeah, we had uh, me and uh, a friend of mine who I'm not going to mention his name. I don't want to connect him to the story. I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Was there, you know. We but all when had...
1: you guys left afterwards, you, you parted ways. You weren't like, whoa, that guy is, is, is wacky. No, he seemed, like he, yeah, he, seemed, he seemed totally normal.
2: Yeah. Hmm. And yeah. I was like, ah, I wish I got a little more FaceTime. Maybe I could, can... maybe I, because he seemed like he, I didn't know he was like a heir to whatever. It seemed like yeah, he um... had a job. It seemed like he had a day job that, you know, maybe wasn't, wouldn't make me suicidal. So I was like, how does that, how a guy get that? <laughs> you know, how does that happen? So I was kind of <laughs> e- eager to figure it out.
1: Um, People, send your stories. Sick and Wrong Podcast at HotMill.com. We'll read them here on the show. We have new phone calls coming up to our new Sick and Wrong Hotline. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, before we get to our first call, here's another word from our sponsor.
0: It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com.
1: Show that you still care by bringing something new into the
2: bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukaki, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com,
1: and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. People who the new Sick and Wrong hotline, 323-522-4032. We have a few phone calls to get to. The first one here is in reference to uh, a link that Harrison posted to his Facebook page about a web series you did called Polyester Dreams.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: when, when did you do this show? It's like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something like that. So you do it when you were out east? Yes, in New
2: York. And it, you know. what, what, what was it? Like a web series? It was a web series, yeah. Just on YouTube, Each, yeah, on YouTube and Blip TV, which is a thing that no longer exists. Actually, I thought I thought the whole thing was off the web, to be honest. Um, and then I realized it wasn't, which is why I posted that uh, trailer because I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." It was something I did. Like for very little money, I tr- I did with I borrowed equipment, I tricked people into helping me, um, you know. It was it was fun. It promoted stuff like Coven, Jinx Dawson, you know, a lot of music. Oh wait, so you ha- you featured music in the show? Yeah, each episode it was about a manic depressive prog rock radio DJ, right? And each episode would have a plot, and then in the middle of the episode there'd be a music video that I made for some old weird obscure song that would relate to the greater plot of the episode.
1: Oh. Yeah. So wow. it'd be a weird way Very to post-modern, promote. postmodern, like a plot within a plot.
2: Yeah, and it'd be a weird way to promote some old-ass fucking music.
1: That's kind of, how, so, uh, what, did, how, how do you do two seasons, three seasons? Two seasons, 20 episodes altogether. Wow, that's kind of a lot. Yeah, it was did a lot. Did anything ever
2: happen with it? Uh, no, it got reviewed. I got laid a few times. I met some interesting people. In the trailer, uh, there's kind of an attractive hired. girl. Who's got... that
1: girl in it? That's Amy Van Doren. Wait,
2: which I don't know which girl you're talking about. There are a few. Yeah, she
1: had like dark hair, kind of goth looking. I think she kicked you in the balls.
2: Oh, that I think that's Satu, I believe you're you're thinking of. Yes. Yeah. She was kind of. Yeah.
1: So uh, what? So what happened? It just kind of petered out. And yeah, out just the... kind of petered out. It was
2: like something to do. Just I w- at the time I was working full time and I was going to grad school. And I just needed some creative outlet, this outlet. so I made this, this show, you know?
1: So you you posted it to Facebook, and then we got a call here from a mm. Sick and Wrong listener who decided to offer up his review, Yeah, his critique.
2: I, it was just kind of weird, because, you know, I wasn't posting it for a peer review, you know? This, isn't, <laughs> this is not the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, but the interesting thing about the show, to me, that when I re-saw it recently, is that the character, I kind of imagined the character at the time is me what I what I would be like at my age now. Oh, so it was supposed to be It's like you me at, at like age thirty, imagining 30s. what I'd be like now at age thirty six. Hmm. It's kind of the character. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Let's Yo guys. Uh just got done watching the first episode of Polyester Dreams. And um what (laughs) i mean like what was um why like uh i am even uh well uh what (sighs) i need some heroin
2: i love this review yeah it's very it's very eloquent yeah i mean clearly it it, it provokes from florida whoops love it fucking itunes clearly it provokes uh some very poignant questions in people's minds you know well this guy
1: was so i don't know if it's a state of bewilderment or do you mm. think he was flummoxed he just right. couldn't his mind yeah couldn't grasp the show
2: yeah and and, and the, you know it, it, was, it was a different time back then you know people were doing web series for no good reason it was just a thing we did back in the back in the day you know
1: well, I can understand. It's yeah. like, you know, th- this guy's used to listening to an hour and a half of senseless babble and, mm. you know, racial epithets and, and whatnot here in the show, shit stories. And this was the time um, when we were told that nobody would watch anything longer than five minutes. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's the thing. It's, they're used to, like, listening to audio. So when you see a web series like that with mm. actual, you know, an actual production value, and you put some effort into it, this guy's mind's probably blown. <laughs> Couldn't understand it. Yeah. Wow, do people mm. people still do web series this day and age, don't they? I
2: feel like they do, but I don't. I've retired from that game. You know, I don't. Well, you know, I, I watched, don't truck
1: with that scene no more. I watched the trailer of what you did, and I was yeah. and I was actually surprised. I was like, well, mm. then, you know, you you put a lot of effort into it. Mm. It looked good. I mean, it was obviously amateur because I mean, you were shooting. It's not like you had like some high production value on it, but it yeah. was good. It was interesting. But you know what? I thought about today. It's like you know what? 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 What passes for entertainment in this day and age mm. is a girl with a, uh, you know, like D-cup titties playing video games right for an hour on Twitch. Right. That's, that's what people watch yeah. this day and age. We didn't know. You know, didn't know, a guy who actually yeah. like puts some effort in and makes, makes a mm. plot, like a postmodern um, uh, uh, show like uh, Polyester mm. Dreams. People probably don't even care about that now because they can't even follow it yeah. anymore.
2: There were some things that that inspired it. I think it was Lasagna Cat, and one thing that it didn't inspire it, but it got compared to it, is Yacht Rock, which, mm-hmm. I, which I still enjoy to this day.
1: Yeah, Yacht Rock is. Uh, yeah,
2: Yacht Rock's it, good shit. Yeah, I think the review said genre. said uh, it's no Yacht Rock, but it's pretty good. Is is one of the reviews? So, Where can yeah.
1: people watch it? In the full episodes. <laughs> I think
2: like YouTube. If, if I don't take it off, it's on the. There's a Facebook page for it with all the episodes, and I think my YouTube site has YouTube page has most of the episodes, but not all of them.
1: Well, people so. check it out. Polyester dreams. Yeah. You you can have your mind blown like that caller.
2: Yeah, and there are a lot. He of,
1: couldn't even articulate his thoughts. You couldn't, man. He I fucking uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand. Yeah, no, it's That's like crazy. it's
2: like uh, you know why did Lena Dunham? kill those people with their parrot, you know? Yeah. And could
1: she Can't even, fathom that. If she
2: tried to watch sex in the city now, would she even understand it or would she just have her mind blown? Yeah. These are the questions that come up.
1: You cross sex in the city with golden girls, mind blown. Yeah. Can't even fathom that. I think mm-hmm. that's what kind of this guy was experiencing. <laughs> you know. A fractured mind. So would um, Blanche be Charlotte? Hmm. I don't actually Is that know. the horse-face woman? I think so.
2: I yeah, know, probably. Okay, I've never actually seen it. So. <laughs> I know there's someone named Charlotte in it, though, from watching yeah. other things.
1: Anyway, All right, the, uh, the Yeah, the second call we got yeah. here is a guy who, uh, I guess, apparently is trying to have sex with a midget. And I, I uh, He believe, called twice. Let's yeah. play the first one.
2: I believe they prefer to be called little people, but whatever. A short hey, guys. Day.
3: This is Brian from Florida. Love the show. Had to tell you, we just got this new guy at work, and I swear... He looks just like a younger version of D. <laughs> He's got the big Jew nose, lots of tattoos, looks just like him, he even has a whiny voice.
2: Hmm. Well, you should torture him until he tells you where his gold is. Yeah, I was about to Clearly. say, my doppelganger here.
3: Good guy, though. Hopefully he'll work out. Uh, Harrison, you're a hell of a lot better than Lance. <laughs> Guys, I'll keep it short, because I just got a text from a girl I've been talking to. And I'm about to go fuck a midget. She's not the best in the face. And yeah, her arms and legs are a little stumpy. But compared to her, my dick looks huge. Guys, love the show. Keep it going. And uh, keep keep it sick, keep it wrong.
1: Hmm.
2: I bet this guy's got a sick mustache.
1: Yeah, you know, you know? he reminds me of uh, what's his name, Sam Elliott. You know, yeah, yeah, Smith, some yeah, yeah, of that Sarsaparilla. <laughs> yeah. <Like he's, laughs> yeah. I'm about to go fuck a midget. <laughs> do you think he meant an actual like little person, a dwarf, or yes. do you think he meant like a short girl? Because a lot of people will say like a girl under five feet. Well, she's a midget. No, he seemed like he, yeah. Like she had like dwarf physical In earnest, dwarf was, attributes. Yeah. Like yes. she's, you know, stumpy arms, big mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wonder where he met this, uh, this little person. I don't know. I mean, it's, where, where's this guy from? Uh, I think he said Florida. Okay.
2: Yeah. Florida, it's Florida, but you know, he called back knows? with a part two. Yeah. Maybe it's one of the lobster boys, children. Hmm.
3: Hey, this is a Brian from Florida again. Um, I to tell you the best part about the guy that we hired that uh, looks just like a younger version of D. On top of everything else, his name is Jeffrey, and we think he might swing the other way. Just thought that'd be funny. Mm-hmm. Nothing against him. He's a good worker, but uh, I gotta go. Still gotta fuck that uh, midget. <laughs> keep it sick. Keep it wrong, guys.
1: I like, uh, you know... As the horn is overtaking him, he's still yeah. like, oh, I've got to call sick and wrong first. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of nice that we're more important than his sexual outlets, you know? Yeah. I mean, you got to, you know. So, so it's interesting to me. They just hired a guy. They just hired my doppelganger. Yes. Like he says, we just hired this guy. The guy looks not like D. And they're already inferring about his sexual proclivities. Right. You know, they're like, uh, his sexual orientation. Is that kind of funny? They must work in like, I, I'm picturing like, like a warehouse environment. Right, I mean, but you're from Michigan, right? So you know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you hire somebody, is it the first thing you're like, oh, that dude's totally gay?
2: I mean, I think a lot of my family thought I was gay for a long time just because I wasn't constantly punching things for no reason, you know? So, I mean, in a lot of these places,
1: like, sometimes
2: that can be, that's inferred, you know?
1: Because you haven't been uh, just violently punching things when you're angry? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I suppose there's a certain way that the heterosexual male is, is, is supposed to behave. Right. It wasn't you know? that into football, you know? Hmm. Yeah. And the weird music you listen to. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's part of it. Artistic. It's just funny to me that all these guys in the warehouse like, I think he swings the other way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they have bets about his sexual orientation?
2: Yeah, I mean, what else? Because you, 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 you can't do ask. You got to the person. No, though. you can't legally.
1: You just have to assume. Ask, yeah, yeah, whether to assume. or not he's gay.
2: I mean, you gotta, you gotta have bets about that kind of thing because it passes the day. You know, it gets. Makes the I do push. find
1: it funny though when you work with like you know the various employees that you don't know that well, but you always kind of wonder that dude's gotta be gay. Like right. he's gotta be sucking like thirty dicks a night or something. <laughs> like there's a lot of like you're like I'm assuming he is, but I mean, sometimes you're surprised. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Hm. It is it's just funny cuz I wonder how many how much mental I guess mental effort is exerted every day at work when people are trying to figure out people other people's sexual orientation. Hmm. Like your coworkers.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there's some weird economist term like, you know, like time like, wasted yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over 40 billion dollars a year and lost productivity over people wondering the sexual orientation of their co-workers
1: the sexual orientation mm. confusion mm. index mm. um <laughs> all right well uh, you know good luck with your new employee and uh, i want to hear a report back did you bang the midget right. did you have sex with a little person mm-hmm. and better yet did you bring her to the office that's what i want to know you know, we work with a... Uh, there's a dwarf that I work with. She, mm. She's really nice. Yeah. She's actually, I, I would say, unattractive for a dwarf. Like, Is she proportional or non-proportional? Because there's like...
2: I think it's non-proportional as a dwarf, and then proportional is just you're a little person,
1: whatever. She looks like uh, Peter Dinklage with a wig, like okay. a blonde wig. Fair enough. So she looks a lot like uh, Peter mm. Dinklage. Um but I mean, she's not unattractive. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's not like this hideous, misshapen dwarf person. Like, she's like, you know, if you're into little people. But anyway, we, <laughs> we hang out at this. Uh, there's a bar that a lot of employees go to for a happy hour. She brought her boyfriend to the bar. And that guy is normal height. Sure. Yeah. So this guy. So you're kind of looking at him like, dude, you're a freak. Like, you're totally banging like a sh- you're shagging a dwarf. Right. Again, like, but he's just such a normal looking, just a normal dude. So I wonder if this guy is going to be like a guy like that. Like, you know, after everybody gets out of work, you go to the uh, the Bennigans for happy hour. I wonder if he's going to bring the midget with him.
2: Or maybe just a continual attempt to prove that he's, you know, an open-minded, nice guy. And it just... Went goes too far. Hmm. Eventually, they get married, kind of a thing, you know.
1: So he's trying to be like, "No, yeah. I'm PC. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm hip to everything." You like know? I could
2: see that being some kind of, you know, Chandler
1: storyline on Friends that never <laughs> happened. You know, you end up having to marry the dwarf to prove to your coworkers that you're cool. <laughs> like I'm cool, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm sexually. How open. is that not a Chandler storyline? <laughs> it should be. Yeah. All right. All right. The the, the hmm. next call is about the guy that. He called to reprimand us about the... Or reprimand Harrison, really, about the definition of the word cabrone. Right. But then he let slip that he likes to drink his own semen when he masturbates. See, I don't remember that, but... You don't remember? No, he no. talked about how he was masturbating and accidentally, oh my God, by happenstance, that's, that's you know, that's, a shot of cum got in his mouth.
2: See, that's a bit away from him saying that he liked it.
1: <laughs> well... Just,
2: he said accidentally... Okay, he's gonna he's explain it. it happened, he's but now he's it. explaining it. You're never gonna believe him, no matter yeah. what he says, but he's gonna explain it. Hey, what's up,
0: guys? It's the Cabron guy again. So, you guys were talking some shit after my last call about maybe I think this guy meant to jizz in his own mouth. Let me just put this out there. If I wanted to jizz in my own mouth, I'd probably just fucking do it. I don't care.
1: It's <laughs> a great Let me just quote.
0: Through, so, the reason that this happened is because you're asking, why are you looking down at your shit? Do you not dragging off into a napkin? All right, look. I just hit like mid uh, 30s recently and I used to like jack off every single day so I never had this problem about my jizz just shooting all over the place Hmm. but now that I don't do it all the time right because you know you get mid 30s you just don't have that kind of stamina anymore so I have been lax in my masturbatory duties as of late and you know Hmm. so the other day, I'm just doing it, and or the other week, or whatever the fuck I said last time, it just happens, and it happens to be crazy because I don't do it that often anymore, and it just shot in my face. Now since this since this event occurred, I started, you know, using a towel or a paper towel more frequently to avoid sizzling <laughs> in my own mouth because it's not an experience I necessarily want to have. Uh, but uh, so the whole point is that you know it was just some crazy thing that happened, and I figured I'd, I'd share that with you guys, but now you guys are talking all this shit. Anyways, you know, I'll have to go home, jerk off in my own mouth again. This time, you know, maybe it'll be on purpose, maybe not, uh, I don't know. Anyways, Harrison, you're an awesome host, and who gives a shit if you have sex with a tranny? The only question I have is, which bathroom did he or she use when you guys were done? <laughs> yeah, get it? All right, keep
1: it, keep it wrong. Do you, do you uh, have a transgender bathroom in your house? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have three <laughs> three bathrooms. Yeah, That's good, that's mm-hmm. good. Um, all right. Well, you know, that's a satisfactory explanation. I, mean, I, I think here. it makes
2: sense because it can get pretty backed up and things can go pretty bananas. Like a wax
1: dart shooting out yeah, of your dick. Like I, Was that Bill Hicks who said that? I don't know. But I mean, I had
2: sex recently and I hadn't, for I don't know, the first time in say two weeks or so, you know,
1: long. But you didn't wait, you didn't I, masturbate no, in two weeks? No. Two weeks, you no. didn't masturbate. Nope. I find that hard to believe. I didn't. I'm tired. Wow you know, I'm tired. So okay, days. you know, you can kind of relate cuz you're in your mid 30s. Mm. This guy's in his mid 30s. Did you just stop masturbating like in your when you hit 35? No, it just I go through periods of, you know, malaise. So, sometimes I'm just too uh, mm. just too lazy. I'm like, yeah. God, I'm just tired. Yeah, no, like, didn't want with it? You know? You
2: know? So then things just go crazy and it's like, well, it builds know? up and yeah. you know you're going to have a huge load. Mm. But my my question is And then I got a text about it the next day that said you
1: exploded like a meth lab, lol. Wow. Yeah. Exploded like a meth lab, lol. It's uh-huh. very descriptive. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But uh, you know, the thing is, I, I still think it's your. Maybe this guy's out of practice, and that's why this happened. It's like mm. a one-off, you know, occurrence. But it, it's just, it's weird to me. Like I've, you know, I've gone a few days without jerking off, and yeah, mm. I've had a massive load, but. I st- I still had like some a paper towel or a or a you know, washcloth or something to jack off into. Like it sounds like this guy wasn't even prepared. Your load's you can, gotta you, go somewhere. You can lose track of stuff,
2: you know. You get especially towards the end where things get a little like whoo, you don't know, things can the angle I don't know, I think it could happen. But there's a there's a part two here, you know. All right, we go. what's the second part? Hey what's up guys, this is
0: the Copron guy again. Uh, huh. You guys are Poking fun at the fact that I may or may not have accidentally juiced into my mouth. Uh, yep. So, there I figured I would regale you with some tales of this this previous girlfriend that I had had that was very freaky. So, me and this girl were going out for a while. Actually, I should just kind of maybe spoiler over this that that story I told you guys last time was not the first time I juiced into my mouth.
1: Oh, okay. There's a girl confession. So
0: She was really freaky and. We hadn't seen each other for a while, and we we were having sex in my room, and hmm. it, it, we decided not to use a condom because it hadn't been a while, or cause it'd been a while, and she was kind of freaky. And she gets off, and she gets off, and then my my dick points towards my face as I'm about to finish, and I know what's coming, but I just <laughs> don't really care because this.
1: Yeah, no, you don't care when that's about to happen. You know, you're not really. Okay, right. was this girl blowing him, and then just like, or were they fucking, and she jumped off his dick and then pointed it at his face? I don't think she pointed it at him. I think it just that... but I mean, how does that even happen? Like I don't get it, like, like logistically like, Look at
2: me right now, you know
1: so she was on him and just jumped off his dick she's, right she's when she's av- him,
2: and then yeah, sticks on. Well, I can wh- understand
1: blowing him, but mm. she said that he said they were having sex. right. I think this is how a fetish develops. hmm yeah, okay, fair enough.
0: And as she gets off, I'm finishing, and then my cum shoots right in my face. Mm. And the entire time, she's laughing at me as I'm trying to decide whether I'm enjoying myself more or whether I'm more disgusted because I'm coming into my own mouth. And, uh, yeah, she thought it was pretty funny, and I didn't really think so. But I didn't care that much because I had—I was getting laid at the time when I was really young. I was like, this is like like 20 years ago or something i'm pretty old now but uh pretty good times anyways yeah uh talk to you guys later
1: the origin of a fetish right there Mm, okay don't you think so i mean something like that happens he associates this with like a a sexual escapade that he enjoyed right i mean how many great scientific discoveries happened by accident you know
2: in and history a lot of
1: this is like 20 years ago and he's yeah. just like oh my god it's like it's it it just enhances my pleasure right. to blow my load in my face yeah it's like
2: archimedes taking a bath you know you know it's what's the same weird thing.
1: what's weird about this though yeah. is uh how do you explain that to a girl like don't you think most girls would be a little put off by it if you're like hey you know what i like fucking you but i don't like blowing my load on you i like blowing my load on me mm-hmm. so when I'm about to blow my load, I'll tell you jump off my dick so I can point at my face.
2: Hmm.
1: Like what? What girl? Do you think? Do you think your, uh, your, your another girlfriend? Your the mental patient? How do you think she'd feel about that?
2: I don't think she's a mental patient any longer. First of all,
1: okay, all right, former mental patient.
2: Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, she, no, she she's whatever. You she know? Didn't care? Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to do.
1: I think most I think most girls would be into it. Well, mm. I don't know if they'd be into it. I think they'd be amused by it. Yeah, and they'd be willing to Yeah, they'd yeah. be willing to indulge you. But I think mm. they'd be like, it's weird. And mm. then next time when you know the next time when you guys break up and there she has a new sexual partner, she'd be like, yeah, my last ex, it's like the blow is load in his face.
2: I think if you're a woman and you get to be like my age, right, and you haven't encountered enough weird fucking bullshit that that wouldn't be a big deal, then you've been living wrong.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. I think so. a lot of girls have have had to deal, especially in this day and age, because uh, a lot of guys, you know, um, especially like the millennials, you know, a lot of dudes have been masturbating in all sorts of porn, right, for so long. So they, they don't have, even like, know you're, yeah.
2: you can come inside a woman. Yeah, you know, they just I mean, think you know the human race is going to die out because everyone's just coming in everybody's face. It's just. Come just going
1: in every yeah. orifice imaginable. So I imagine, you know, like. Not with uh, a bang, but a whimper. Yeah, in this day and age, I mean, I don't think it's that weird. So mm-hmm. anyway, well, <laughs> indulge your fantasies. I think it's a good thing to do. I mean, uh, you don't need to make excuses when you call into a podcast. Right. And, um, you know, and, and worry about two condescending pricks like myself and Harrison judging mm-hmm. you because we're not, we're not judging you. You know, no. it, it's totally cool with us that you like to blow your loads in your face. That's fine. Judgment you know?
2: free. You just know?
1: watch it. You know, you should probably get like some glasses or safety goggles because it can burn the eyes. It can burn the eyes.
2: It can, yeah. yeah. Sometimes the goggles, though, they do nothing.
1: You know, <laughs> the goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes when uh, this is kind of a bit of a personal confession, but sometimes like, when you're fucking a girl and you pull out and you just blow a load, mm-hmm. I sometimes feel like it's kind of like my own per- like personal ski ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? You play yeah, ski ball where it's sure. like you get, you yeah. know, the middle ball is worth mm. like a hundred points. It's like, if you get it in their eyes, it's worth like 50 points. You get it in her <laughs> mouth. It's worth like a hundred, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. You no, ever thought yeah. about
2: that? You get it in the clown's mouth.
1: Yeah. You know? And it's like worth, so I kind of you, feel like sometimes when, you know, you're fucking a girl about economy, you pull out and you just shoot it. It's like playing your own semen ball. Yeah. So
2: that's great. Maybe yeah. this
1: guy does it with himself. Like, you right. know, that if he gets in his own mouth, it's a hundred points. Go buy himself some Dairy Queen. And that's typical. Yeah. Typical of today's generation. People to call Sigrun Hotline, 323-522-4032. Uh, we have one uh, email to get to, and then we've got to get out of here. Podcast at com is where this email came from. Uh, it's from Tish. She goes, hey, you guys. I just wanted to say hi again. I've been listening dutifully to, to the early years, currently year three, and I'm making time for the new ones. I like that the new music has Bob Madigan, that new uh, theme song she's talking about here. Mm-hmm. I hear my dad in his voice, and it warms my heart. Jesus. Wow. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Your, your dad was a chronic alcoholic? Um, as you may or may not recall, you read my email previously about your American plumbing and a failed romance that started my sick and wrong journey. In parentheses, it was a sweet moment to be mentioned on a podcast he's been listening to for years. Ooh, good way to get back at her ex. Oh, I see. Anyway, the plight of the twisted fire starter has appealed to me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Did this guy like try to have sex with a tranny and then he oh. shit himself at the music festival? <clears throat> and he it- hasn't gotten laid in a long time. The,
2: t- the plight of the twisted firestarter makes it seem like it's a fucking act in an opera libretto or something. You know? I think it should be the, but, the
1: title of your next graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she said, the plight of the twisted firestarter has appealed to me, and if his latest attempt to get laid doesn't work, pass him my details. I already know he's a twisted fuck, so you know there's not much else to hide. Hmm. Hmm. Playing wow. matchmaker here. You never
2: know, you
1: know? Also, I think Harrison is amazing, and I enjoy his clever musings. Keep it safe, keep it wrong. Love, Tish. Uh, well, Tish, I'll see what I can do here. I mean, I like to uh, play matchmaker every now and then. You know, we've had a few matches here on the show. Resulted in marriage. Really? Yeah. Even uh, Wackerly met his, uh, his, uh, his wife. Oh, oh that Michelle. much I know, because everybody,
2: yeah. everybody tells me <laughs> constantly.
1: Yeah. That's the only reason why Harrison's on here. He yeah. to meet a woman.
2: Um I mean that's why I do anything really. I mean, yeah. you know?
1: Well, you'll meet an open. If you're open... doing a
2: creative project and it doesn't get you laid, like what is the point? Exactly. What is, well, the, point? What is the point? of Why doing do we anything? build bridges? Why do yeah. we do, you know, to get laid?
1: Yeah. Well, Tish, I'll see what I can do. I'm uh, you know, mm. maybe Twisted Firestarter might be getting laid now. You guys do live on two different continents, but uh we could we could probably make a connection there. Hmm. We'll see. Um, iTunes, best way to listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Just go to the iTunes page, do a search. Just search for sick and wrong, and uh, you'll find our show. And uh yeah, you can you can download all the episodes, you can get it on your, your iPod player, get it on your iPhone. Uh just uh just make sure you leave us a a, a rating and a comment. We do appreciate that. Also, yeah. uh the t-shirts. T shirts are selling. Quite quickly, actually. I, I just uh, sent out like seven this past week. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we're selling a lot. And a lot of them are like the largest and extra largest. I think we mm. have a lot of big people out in the audience. But mm. just go to com slash store and uh, buy, your tea, buy, a, buy a new Sickerong tea, the occult tea, Yeah, uh, while you still can. Um, finally here, Sickerong Song of the Week. Harrison, uh, I, I think I told you this already, but uh, Single Day Tickets are now uh, we're on sale for Psycho Las Vegas, that mm-hmm. festival is happening in August. Okay. Uh, but now they're all sold out. I know. I saw that it was pretty bummed. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's annoying, uh, you know? You just Well it's uh, it's these fest you know, I kinda hate mm, the festivals.
2: I don't like the festivals.
1: I did this it's too but there much. There were so for many me. good acts it would have uh, been dope one, as fuck. This know? one was a festival mm-hmm. that I was considering going to because it was in Vegas. There were like I don't know, uh, day two had like seven or eight bands I wanted to see. Yeah, you know, uh, I think headlining was Electric Wizard, High on Fire, and Blue Oyster Cold. Right, a uh, Pentagram is actually playing day one. Mm-hmm. It's Alice all Cooper. sold out. All the single yeah, days sold done. out. It's all done. It was like keeping a hundred bucks a day. Yeah, in Las Vegas at the at the uh, Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, you know what I did? I actually emailed the uh, the the promoter. Yes. To see if we can get uh, on the list for it. Oh, you
2: know what I I supposed to mention that I forgot to mention. What was it? Friday, July eighth. I will be in London. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the,
1: thing. yeah, the uh, the the thing. I'm gonna, gonna have be... a meetup,
2: or a, not a meetup. What, whatever. Just have what, drinks what it? with people. I'm just gonna be drinking at a bar. If you want to fucking right. show up and say what's up. That's good.
1: So Harrison has family yeah. in, uh, in, Las, in uh, London, right? <laughs> I was about to say Las Vegas. Um, thankfully, you don't. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. you, you have uh, family in uh, England. Yes, I do. And so you're going to be meeting up at some random bar, and you could probably meet a few of the fans. I will
2: be in town for my biological father's 60th birthday, um, and I'm staying for a while. I'm, gonna be, I'm definitely going to be in uh, London towards the end of that week, so I'm thinking Friday. You know, July 8th. Maybe I'll go to that fucking bar you went to, the one in Camden, wherever the fuck it's Oh, yeah, called. The
1: World's End. Yeah, yeah, maybe that one. It's a good spot.
2: I, there was another one that I liked, and then it closed. I forget what it's called, but it, it was like a metal bar that closed. Well, you, you know what you
1: should do is you yeah. should make a, an announcement or something on the Facebook page. I should, yeah. So people will know. Yeah. Like, but make a, an well, event. Yeah, make yeah. an event. Okay, well, anyway,
2: yeah. look, I'm going to be there. I might go to Glasgow if I, uh, if I can, before that, if I can, just for shits and giggles. Just, just a a little, Have You ever been no. up there? No, I've oh, never been to Scotland.
1: Wait till you see the ladies of Scotland. Go on Scottish Tinder. Mm. You're gonna have a blast. Well, one of these one of these fellows
2: uh, said he can hook me up with a slag, which I believe is some kind of a swamp hag. So, so that can <laughs> that's promising, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah well, we'll see. Well, we'll, mm. we'll 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 definitely make an announcement about that, and I, I'd probably make an event or something. Event posting on Facebook. Right. So All right. Getting close to it. the date. I'm doing it. Um, anyway, because we missed, uh, we missed the opportunity to buy tickets here for uh, Psycho Las Vegas, mm. um, we're going to end the show with a Pentagram song. Uh, I actually saw Pentagram last week. Amazing show. Bobby Liebling in great form. Mm. Um, Pentagram is kind of like, I think uh, in, the, in the documentary Last Days Here, they described Pentagram as like a street Black Sabbath, like an unpolished Black Sabbath. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's it's great. And Bobby Liebling, to me looked like uh, the uh Crypt keepers, like hippie brother, like his right. long lost hippie brother. Because yeah. Bobby Lie- Liebling is still wearing like bell bottoms and paisley, yeah. but mm-hmm. I mean his like skin is just gnarled. Yeah, I mean he looks like a shrunken head. Right, like with gray hair. He's
2: got a- covered in abscess scars. Oh yeah, no, the guy. Yeah.
1: You know, you should watch the documentary if you want to learn about Pentagram. Who? Pentagram is an amazing band. And I gotta yeah. say, their show blew me away. Mm. I mean, they played for like almost two hours. You know, longer than a lot of these younger bands right. play. Play. You know, this day and age. Um, but they sounded great, and uh, the music's amazing. No, the only other is.
2: guy I've seen move like that in that age is, is Iggy Pop. Is Iggy you know? Pop. Yeah, yeah, I was
1: thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it, and you look at the like Iggy Pop stopped doing drugs like two decades ago. Yeah, I mean, the damage was done, but I mean, he's still in decent health sure. Bobby Liebling still smokes crack I mean you look at the guy you're like yeah. Jesus Christ yeah what the fuck happened to you right you know, I mean he's not he's only like in his I think he's like 60 yeah or but he looks like he's like 95 right um, but the documentary's great check out Last Days Here and I recommend buying every Pentagram album. They're, it's an amazing band. So we're going to end the show here with the song Forever My Queen mm-hmm. from the compilation First Days Here by uh, the band Pentagram. And uh, yeah, if uh, if uh, people out there in Las Vegas know how to get us into Cycle Las Vegas, let me know. Yeah, Just email the show because I want to try to check it out. Um, we'll be back next week. at episode 536. Until then, take a Susie.